And we're back. And we're back. Is everybody excited? Yeah. I'm excited, excited. as fuck, man. I'm excited because Angie's with us for this season as much as she can be. I hope every episode, but she busy. We're, we're all busy, but we got Angie with us. Yeah. Woo! I'm so excited. This is the, the moment I've been waiting for I my know, whole for, life. For our entire lives. <laughs> me and Angie have been like oh my on God, the roller that was coaster. Me on my first episode. Okay. <laughs> was it? Was it were you nervous on your first episode, Andre? Oh, totally. I was terrified. Were you? Because I didn't know if you guys were gonna like me. Oh. Well, we still don't That's like me you. With everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I kid with you sometimes too hard. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just send you the electric gift. Yes, time. when you're just like, bitch. <laughs> Don't. So we have Angie with us. She is uh, a diehard robot fan like the rest of us. Uh, she's also with me. We're a fellow Rum Rum Mau Mau uh, liker. Yes. Appreciator. Aficionados, some might say. Y'all don't know what we know, but we know some shit. But we don't tell y'all because we keep it between us. And we're not going to tell you today. And we are going to talk a little bit about some weird things that are going on with this uh, premiere episode of the last season of Mr. Robot. The episode 401 is unauthorized. Lot of crazy fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck shit went down. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why TV, TV God is not going to hire me to do any kind of synopsis for the show. <laughs> but that's what I would. Yeah. That's what I came away with. It's like, what? <laughs> well, there's always Wikipedia articles. There is. So. <laughs> Don't let me just bust up in there and do it. So we're all together. And I mean, we just want to get this out of the way because it happened off the top. Now, again, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to win a prize for being right on nothing. But I have to say that I was not surprised by Angela going out first scene. Pop, yeah. So were y'all expecting that or? I wasn't. I thought it was. The only time, like, I only started suspecting it as soon as he said, um, I wish you hadn't said that. I thought she was going to get sniped right then and there. Oh. And they started walking away. I'm like, oh, okay, it's fine. And, like, the Mr. Robot thing is going to come up. The episode's going to start. And then the Dark Army people, he's, like, taking out the microphone. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. What about you, Angie? (laughs) I knew it was coming, but I didn't know it was going to be right then in that moment. And when... She looked up beyond her daddy's shoulder. I first I thought it was Elliot coming to save her. I was just hoping. I was not expecting what was going to happen within the next five minutes, and I was screaming. Yeah, scream. Ian, what did you? What did we and I were sitting there together, and I was like, "Yep." And I said, "In the no, next yeah, shot, you, he's yeah, going to be." You you had called it, and then I was like. I didn't know it was going to play out the way it did, just like everyone else. I I first I thought I, she was going to get sniped. And then I was like, oh, maybe not. And then I thought White Rose was back there. That's why she stopped. But I knew it was going to happen. So I look at Ian and I go, so next, because she looks over the shoulder, there's two guys with black leather jackets on with a mask off. They're going to walk up as Price walks away and they're going to shoot her in the head. And that happened. I was like, that totally happened. I was like, oh, there you go. (laughs) So, like, what what game are you playing? (laughs) Well, the thing of it is, though, (laughs) but watch yourself, Ian. Uh, Call the shots around here. I just, I did not see her lasting physically in her current state within this season. That's not to mean that Elliot, despite all his denial of like, no, you're guilty. I'm not guilty. He's like torn up by this. It's He's a psychotic mess. It's touched him in his Shayla place, probably even deeper. This is his friend from childhood. So this whole season is him spiraling. You know, he's on yeah. a big revenge fest. That we you know now we're piling, you know, Angela on top of his his uh, dad and um, their, you know, and Angela's mom. So like the the revenge pyres gotten bigger and bigger and brighter. But I don't buy for a second that I don't think the reason he's not even talking to us in this episode is because he's just so clamped down in denial yeah. to the degree yeah. that he's Mr. Robot's not, yeah. He's avoiding the reality that's that's in front of him yeah. and distracting himself in all different ways. Yeah. I think what sealed it for me, too, that I knew she was about to get shot before she even looked up was when he goes, shut up. Mm. Very uncharacteristic of him to tell yeah. someone, shut up. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's very, I yeah. 
I didn't catch it the first time yesterday, last night. I just thought, oh, he's being a, a bit aggressive with all these emotions. And then I watched it again this afternoon and it made crystal clear sense on why he was doing that. I think the shocking thing for me in this scene was that he was wearing a wire. Yeah, I didn't see that yes. happening. I was like, you are really under her fucking thumb. Yeah. Like she brought you to heel and then some. She put you in a dog collar. Well, on the on the rewatch, remember we we tried to we tried to squeeze it all in before um before Sunday and I wasn't able to. But the last thing that we left off or I left off on was um that that Mar-a-Lago scene where he's like, "Why did you do this?" And it was just like it's because she didn't like him. It's like you don't follow me correctly. Right. And mm-hmm. and he and then, you know, White Rose, I did not know that Price was that weak compared to White Rose. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty interesting how we've started the season not only with Angela's death but like the the descent of price and the elevation of white rose as a villain as the big bad yeah. of the story and i love the 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 quote that uh angela throws back at him like something to the effect of if you take emotion out of it it makes things think a whole lot easier um and i too was also very surprised about just how emotional he was getting at first i didn't know the episode was starting because they did it they'd like Same, right yeah um, yeah previously on yeah. and then they contain i'm yeah. like I don't remember this happening. And Lindsay's like, oh, no, the episode's starting. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. The light changed. It's happening. So the light changed. And then I went on the rewatch because I was noticing I was leaning in on the episode when it was airing. And I'm like, her eye makeup was different under her eye and the light had changed and the the medium shot was different. I'm like, oh, so they brought them back and reshot this. Her hair was slightly different. I mean, that's always a trick to come back so long afterwards and pick up where you left off and like, okay, you're emotional and you just found out this is your dad and you're going to die and go. Yeah. So <laughs> it felt seamless as it aired. And then later on I was like, cause I'm nitpicking and looking, I'm like, Oh shit. They stepped right into it. It was genius though. Yeah. I mean, I, I at first initial glance, I thought they probably just like we were saying, Oh, they filmed that they shot this last year and they just didn't, you know, this was what they finished yeah, off for a with. second. I That's thought, Oh, I they thought. shot yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. It was continuous. It was very well done. So now I'm even more like on Portia's side about, so y'all brought me back all the way to New York from Los Angeles to shoot me on a lawn. Okay. (laughs) Scene. I hope they paid her for the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. There's the question. Are we going to see her in some form? Are we? Yeah. Flashback. Um, I'm definitely thinking some sort of flashback or she's just simply going to be the emotional weight that Elliot carries. I don't know. It was weird. That, I mean, yeah. on the good, on the actor side of this, you're getting paid into the fourth season. Okay. So if I'm the actor, they could have, they could have zipped her up in season three and been like, you, you out of here. And then we open yeah. with price on the phone, negotiating with white Rose at the beginning yeah. of season four. So the good news for, if you're going to get clipped on a show like Mr. Robot, you get, you come in, you make the trip, they make it worth your time. And you can c- carry that into the weight of season four. Hopefully she did a good negotiation. There's some rumor out there that her and Carly were treated slightly different than the dudes on the, on the show which is unfortunate. So there's a lot of hullabaloo about Rami and Portia breaking up and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, she wasn't showing up for any press. She wasn't showing up for anything. And there was lots of wild rumors flying around. I started three of them and everything was going crazy. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, Heffa's laying on the grass. And I'm like, well, fuck, I wouldn't have shown up to promote that either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Unless USA is paying me like mad money and you know they ain't got that money. Yeah. I mean, I know y'all launched like an Oscar winner and a Duchess, but they ain't got that kind of like fucking around money, right? So, yeah, we'll have to see. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like they did her a solid by bringing her into season four cash wise. But her yeah. showing up and having to promote something like this, I totally get it. I wouldn't do it either. I think it'll be hard to go the whole 12 weeks without seeing her again. So whether, I mean, it obviously would have to be in a flashback of some sort or some kind of foretelling of the future, uh, some dream sequence or something. But I think it'll be hard to go through knowing that she's the, the, the newest layer of revenge for Elliot, now for Philip Price, 
we're going to have to see her again sometime before. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if the next episode you have Angela like in the hoodie going, hello, friend. And you're like, oh, what? Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing I'm going to not want to linger too much on the scene, but like the price goes into his home. Mm-hmm. We see the ceiling. We see the fireplace. And I think I picked up on it because I know Sam's such an important bitch and loves his old films and shit. And, and if anybody mm-hmm. who was forced to sit through Citizen Kane as much as I did when I was trying to get my degree, this scene is uh, much ballyhooed um, when you're taking a film class, right? That in the main scenes with Wells' character, he's directing himself in, in this, uh, in, in Citizen Kane, there's a forced perspective of the ceiling and this looming fireplace in his castle. And he's, on, he's in this scene freaking out and he's underlit. Um, and he's, he's unraveling in the scene. And he puts price in the same scenario when he's negotiating or not negotiating when he's upset with White Rose. And I thought that has to have been on purpose. I haven't read or anywhere where that's been confirmed, but it does show that weakness that even a man with all his riches and his power, he's powerless over this moment and over this action by this outside force. Um, And it makes us greatly worried for Price, right? We're just like, she's got this kind of fucking power. Like, damn girl, like somebody like just find a dude and, or dudes, or dudes and ladies, and just buy a few, a few islands. Why you gotta like be like murdering folks like this? Remember in, in in season one where Price is talking to Colby, and Colby's like, "Why do you do this?" And he, and he's like, "You know, there is only one room where I am not the most powerful person in the world, and that one person is White Rose." And yeah. Just the distance between the two. So he's made it his life's goal to defeat this person. Yeah. It looks like. Because they've been in each other's orbit for a long time. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah. We'll get back to Price's ass yeah. later. Um, can we just pause for a minute on Wang Shu, the new assistant? She somehow was more terrifying than any... That, <laughs> like I thought Grant was charming and sweet, and you can tell he really deferred to her. Wang Shu looks crazy. She's got like a look in her eye, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like she's been to commit suicide just like for nothing. Like she spilled the water, bringing it back to White Rose, and just like Poof. you know, what I mean, I'm just expecting her to like off herself for no reason. I'm not trusting Wang Shu. How y'all feeling about her? I didn't see her as important until you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, who? She, she just got a, she's got a bit of a twitch about her that I'm just like, mm, this girl's crazy. Well, she looks very sweet and just very deceiving. And um, as awful as she seems to be, I, I, at the end of the day, love me a strong character female. It's that strong woman women that has power. So I'm glad, I'm, in a sense, I'm glad that they brought on her next assistant to be female. Um, but who knows? It'll just it'll be really interesting to see how she plays out. I got to clock her now. Is she going to be like a new character? No, like a recurring she, character? Yeah, she's the new assistant. <laughs> Where you been at? The last one blew his brains out of Born. I just, I just didn't think she was a big deal. But Well, all I can I say, do, I'll, so. she looks a little children of the corn to me. Just a little bit. Her outfit's a little <laughs> farmer in the Dell. But a little stabby stabby. And I feel like she can either... She can either take the route, I'm going to go to Sandals and write a novel route, or she can blow herself uh, away in a barn. I don't know how this girl's going to go, but I feel like it's not going to end well for Wang Shu. She, she reminds me of one of, that, one of the characters in, in the Kill Bill. Um, yes. The, 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 yes. The Asian girl with the, with the, um, the ball in Lucy the stick. Yeah. yeah. No, not yes. Lucy Liu, the one with the chain. Not the, not the, oh, the House yeah. of the Blue Leaves chick. Not Lucy Liu, but the, yeah. The and chick it's, with the, the skirt on, the schoolgirls. Ex- exactly. Same yeah. energy. <laughs> yeah, Same like, fucking energy. That's probably yeah. where White Rose found her. Yeah. I mean, how they find the people for the Dark <laughs> Army, I don't know, but they just find they find them in the craziest ass places. A lot of crazy people in the Dark Army. Y'all, if you wash out at life and you're a psychopath, <laughs> there is a job for you. Uh, let's talk about this character played by, it's not Gary Busey, it's his son. I don't know. What's his name? I believe it's Jake. Jake Busey. Yeah. He plays, I did. I was like Freddie Lomax. I know this is a play on something. And again, I thought, is it Freddie Mercury? Sure, there's a joke there. 
But then there's uh, then we find out. I looked up on IMDb that his dad Gary played Eddie Lomax in 1993's The Firm. So that's cool. where Sam got the name, and then he's Freddie Lomax, and they were both low rent lawyers who will take on anybody's business. And in The Firm, uh, well, actually, he was kind of a decent guy in The Firm. Uh, Eddie was. He was one of the lawyers, right? Right, and he was offshoring the money to the Caymans in the firm. Yeah, he was working with Hackman. Mm -hmm. So here we got Freddie, who's, you know, helping offshore some money into Cyprus to help pay for the Hadron Collider or whatever machine. And um, Elliot, Mr. Robot, are hot on his heels. And I was like, that's interesting. And then, of course, Sam sneaks in the song during the Christmas party. Did anybody pick up on the song? Mm-mm. Is a Curtis Blow version, the the baseline version. Yeah, it's another one. Bites the dust is playing yeah. at the office oh. party in the next room, and I'm like, and then having uh, Elliot Alderson say Freddie so many times, you're like, that yeah. was fun. Just so <laughs> I meta. Didn't pick up on that. that entire yeah. episode was just meta as hell. I was like, what are you doing, Sam? So like, I'm gonna put all the important shit I've always wanted to put in the show in this season. <laughs> I wonder if that means that he's a Grisham fan. I mean, sure. I mean, mean, to reach back to that particular movie and that story, I mean, you have to be either Grisham or Tom Cruise fans. Sam is a big 90s reference, guys, I notice. If it's it's a 90s thing or it's some some classic thing. So it's either within his own pop cultural experience or it's film school time. That's what I've noticed. I could be wrong. Or he just has the baddest ass group of writers and research department. Ever, probably that. I like should probably give them goals. credit, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. Squad goals. Mm-hmm. Squad, <laughs> squad goals. So, okay, I have a question for you guys. So, um, so why Rose is standing there on her island in her dress, looking foolish, talking to children of the corn girl, and she says, you know, she's calling him a wretched freak, and he ain't no count, and we need to murder his ass. And White Rose is like, hold on, girl. She's like, you know, we need to send him a reminder not to be tripping up our project. Was the reminder sending Elliot and Robot a shot of Angela yes. dead on the lawn? Was that it? Yes. Yes. Okay. I yes. didn't. I didn't get that until you had just mentioned it. Because I was so yeah. distracted by that on the second watch. I'm like, was it just the Angela? Like, you know. Did anybody go back to pause it? To look to pause that, oh, pa- like this, that this half frame. second. Oh, I oh, didn't. No, I didn't. I meant to do it today. No. Um, I don't know. I'm scared. Yeah, I know. It was probably just her, like, you know, like roadkill on the lawn. Uh. And again, uh. why doesn't he show that image to Darlene? Why is he leaving her hanging? I think he's hiding something from her. This what whatever he's working on right now. He's clearly not including her and involving her. She's gone. He, she's clearly in a place where she could be detrimental to whatever he's working on right now. So I think he's really just keeping her at bay. Do you think it protects yeah. her in some way? What's well, that? They, they can't trust her. Remember? Oh yeah. She what did remember? She, so if she knew for sure that Angela was murdered. She might got like go like do a bunch of drugs and like scream at people. Go, oh wait, yeah. she does that. No, she might do something. To, yeah, exactly. She already called somebody a Mary Poppins whore. So I mean, what what more is she gonna do? <laughs> Is so it going to be um, merch in the Mr. Robot store, Mary Poppins Whore? So. Wow. I hope so. What does it even mean? <laughs> okay, so I know I'm bouncing around, but look, the scene. Okay, so and then our Freddie Lomax has got some serious, horrible pedophilia issues, and we know his ass is going like, to get. Yikes. Ten- All right. Yeah. And Which- I, lo- I love how they brought that kind of that foundation back from season one into here. Yeah. It was perfect yeah. for, uh, for the, for the diehards that have been there since day one. It's, it was perfect. Yeah. It was the Rohit scene. Yeah. Um, and where we have, yeah, if you knew with me, with no, I don't get shit about money, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Your ass yeah. is toast. Give me the information. And we're thinking, we're used to seeing Elliot like completely in control and moving very seamlessly and gliding around and being the badass that he is. And what I noticed in this is that he already, he's already, when this whole thing starts, he's already gotten the information that Angela's dead. He's already seen the proof of death. He's not the same guy. I noticed almost immediately 
he seems a little rattled. He doesn't seem himself. He he's trying to put up a front, but he wasn't really pulling it off. I'm like, did he start using drugs again? Like, why is he off? And I finally just figured it out it's as simple as him knowing that Angela's been killed now. So when he's interacting with Mo, uh, Lomax on the plant on the train, he does. He, there's an edge of there's an edge missing from him. Yeah. Am I just yeah, reading I that, that into it too? I think he's like most definitely using it again. Um, I think he hasn't actually processed what's happened to Angela as much as he leads on. And I mean, to go back to the, to go back to the pic, like why he didn't show Darlene the picture of Angela. I think doing that just quite kind of reminds him and it solidifies the fact that she's dead. Mm -hmm. So I think literally anything to just not have that conversation with her. It's almost weird that he would rather ha want Darlene to continue to believe that there's some conspiracy that Angela has managed to survive uh, when he knows, in fact, that he that she has not. Um, but I thought what was interesting to me is that our first reintroduction was Mr. Robot's voice and not Elliot's voice. Right. And that goes later on into how Mr. Robot actually begins to talk to us and not Elliot. Well, yeah. Um, the switching uh, we'll, in the we'll beginning. Yeah, well, no, we can talk about it right now. It's the switching of them. We're now they're merged. And so you're seeing Mr. Robot and Elliot from following Freddie to the train switching. Yeah. So you're, you know, he's talking to the, the both of them. Um, mm -hmm. But there's one crucial scene where he gets off the train and blah, blah, blah. And he's being tracked and the Dark Army's right there. And they take Matt Quayle's money in the subway. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Uh, he's got the cameo playing the guitar at Grand Central. And then, you know, when he says, hey, you're going to protect me, you know, he thinks he's in the hands of some group of people who's come to deliver him from the clutches of the Dark Army. And it's really just Elliot who, good point, literally can protect no one. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. BT Dubs, don't date this guy, you know, and have a drug <laughs> dealer for, a, you know an employee, I mean, a, you know, as a boss, because he's gotten so many people hurt. He finally does admit that later, but you see this moment where he really doesn't, ha I mean, he might be the best hacker in the world, but he doesn't have a machine behind him. Yeah. He doesn't right? even yeah. have Mobley and Trenton. He doesn't have Darlene, who's coked out of her mind. Well, like, every reeling, everyone you think about it. Throwing house parties at Angela's house. What the fuck, man? Everybody is, is, uh, is dead. Everybody yeah. is dead. his crew. Yeah. Everybody, mm -hmm. you know, that's right. Except Darlene, and she, and yeah, Darlene, she's the last one, and she, you know, and he's already doesn't trust her because of what she did last season, or closed the back door, or something like that. Right. Mm. So. Yeah, I mean, I feel yep. like there's like there's no plan. It's like I'm just gonna go uh, take down this woman, and here's my, you know, and now they're, I love the I love the whole spin that him and Robot are staging out of All Safe, the old All Safe yeah, uh, building. Cool. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about the fact that Elliot has some sort of special knowledge of clandestine real estate? He seems to be the <laughs> guy in the know. <laughs> He's like, oh. This is obviously in some sort of like turnaround legal wrangling. I'll just we'll stage out of here for a minute. But then his mirror also uh, his board of suspects mirrors Dom's uh, board from Python one and two. So we get to see now White Rose is is in the center of all of this. Mm -hmm. uh, same as it was with Dom, wasn't it? Or did she have white rose in there? She was. She didn't have she white rose did. in the middle of her web. When no, they she didn't. when they when they killed um, Mo, Trenton and Mobley, she put the the thing up there. Right and when in the white middle. rose with the question mark. Yeah, yeah, she's like, you're gonna get away with this. Aren't she found you? out way too late that who her real yeah. enemy and suspect was. So yeah. Uh, we're in all safe and, and they're having this conversation. I was trying to remember like there's something about like, you know, everybody's already forgotten. Elliot's telling robot, everybody's moved on, everybody's exhausted. I'm exhausted. And he just seems to be running on some sort of adrenaline. And he keeps he, and he's running on some kind of fuel that does feel like it's drug induced. I don't know. Or just Yeah, you know. if it is, it's weird that the show isn't taking the time to show it because in the past they have yeah maybe it was not a big deal for the story so i don't know maybe this is what grief looks like you know with someone who that's has true. did that's true hey, can i also talk about the this this scene in particular i was like 
the color grading is really different. And I'm wondering if it's because 5.9 has been reversed, so everything is not so gray toned anymore. Right. I, I had the chance to rewatch season three on Friday and I, I forgot. I'm like, oh, my God, this is basically black and white. Like, this is the lowest that this can get. And now we're going into season four and you had that that scene again with white roast on the beach and it's yellow graded and grand central yellow yes this all safe yellow so warm like, tones all throughout tones, yep. yeah interesting how how they're using that to tell it kind of creeps me but, out but when they go yeah but when they go back into that apartment it's back to that blue tone gray tone the sort john of garson fake apartment owned by e-corp yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah which was like just a huge faraday cage it's a honeypot. Yeah. It's a honeypot. That's right. That's what he calls it. And there's all these kind of embedded jokes in that thing. I'll get to no exit in a minute when we get toward the end. Okay, so um, what I was going to ask you guys. So he looks at the book. Okay, you answered that question. We go to um, Tyrell. Tyrell is now CTO. He got what he wanted. He doesn't have Joanna. Surely he's got the connect because he's a hero to get his baby back. But even when you get your baby back from all parts or wherever, you ain't got Joanna. Like he's yeah. hating it. Also, can he? Can this bitch is going to drown in meetings? I don't know. It made me tired just hearing about his meetings. But <laughs> and Santiago is the only one who knows where that child was. Oh, placed. really? And Santiago. So you think the gone. child is hidden from him? Did, it didn't. didn't well, everybody gonna know where this baby is. Where his baby at? Well. Because Santiago was like, I, I'm going to bury this child so far deep in the system, no one's going to be able to find it. It's going to be a statistic. I don't know that about that, though. But I don't know. I mean, See, Dark Army is on Terrell's side. So you think he has his baby back? Surely he would, right? At some point, know. he's going to get his baby back. I think they're going to keep that baby at a distance and, and use that baby to dangle him uh, to do, because he's their inside guy at Evil Corp. Yeah. I just saw Michael Jackson dangling a baby. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> my weird, wow. my, my mind doesn't work very well. Okay, so, oh, okay, so he's miserable, probably. Oh, that, I mean, on top of the grief of Joanna, yeah. he's finally gotten everything he wants, but he's everybody's puppet and bitch. That would make sense that he wouldn't know where his baby is. And like Angie was saying, Dark Army probably is going to use that child yeah. as leverage. Yeah. I never thought mm-hmm. of that. Hmm. Hmm. I'm glad we're having this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just goes to show, you know, he wanted so much for whatever reason, wanted to be up at the top, him and Joanna. Now he's there. And now what? You sacrifice literally everything and for nothing. But now you have to show up at all these meetings. No one told him that he had to do meetings. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, like in in a story about power and Tyrell being a character who no longer has one has any power i wonder what his his role is going to be on like about from here on out right mm-hmm. i mean is what is he actually really doing yeah he's just yeah. pushing right. paper around and he's there to be whatever useful tool he can be later to the dark army and or e-corp because this was a this was a deal forged between e-corp and and uh white rose well if we're looking at the power play Price is stepping out of the way because he's going to get crushed if he doesn't. Yeah. So Tyrell's in the worst place possible, I feel like. So he's the only one on yeah. the inside at Ecorp now. Yeah. Somehow I, I see Tyrell partnering up with... with uh, I think that's coming. Because they're going to need... He's still a hacker. All of yeah. these people just to take on White Rose. Well, we're going to get to that in a minute. Don't spoil the end of our episode. Damn! <laughs> I hope you guys read the spoiler tag, by the way. If you're already listening to the podcast and we just ruined I your mean, life, <laughs> you got to read the spoiler tags if you're already here going, what's happening? Um, right. Let's talk about who's also fucked is Dom is in T-neck, <laughs> you know, gobbling down CBDs and drinking red wine, just fucked out of her mind, pulling guns on random contractors yeah. in her house. Is the contractor, though, Dark Army? Um, I don't think so. Man, it's hard to say. I, I so I don't know. <laughs> I don't trust be. anybody. Anybody? I don't know. If he oh, pulled a true. box of cereal out of his lunch, he's dark army. If he goes in there like just does <laughs> that break, and he's just like a little cocoa puff. So I'm like, ah, dark army. I th- I think all they need are the two vans at the both yeah. ends of the street. 
and they're fine. They're like, she's already rattled. Reddit was quick to pick up on something that I saw last night was the picture of the white rose in Trudy's bedroom by the bathroom that's standing between Dom and the guy she thinks is Stark Army. I was like, oh. production, uh, production design is in on all of these jokes so well. Yeah. There's also in the John Garson apartment, uh, someone had picked out, I didn't see this at all, there was a bookshelf arranged uh, by the, the coat hanger, the coat rack, that looks like a, a winking face winking at us. Yeah, I saw that on the... That's the kind of stuff that's yeah. actually real in this um, stuff. Because because Sam knows that you're going to be on Reddit yeah. picking this shit apart, he's like he leaves little things behind for it's us. It's like last last uh, last season goodies. Yeah. They just throw, like, all the departments are just throwing it in there. Um, what else? Okay, and then we see... We see uh, everybody caught the Emmy Rossum cameo singing carols well, on mean, the street. She was right there. She was right there. Not, not hard to yeah. miss. Following <laughs> Rami down the street. Um, okay, I kind of jumped around and lost my place. So here's the thing about robot talking to us, the code switching. I noticed this happening. First of all, he makes robot deal with Darlene. He doesn't deal with her. And you get a yeah. sense that all this time we thought when robot would come out and be nasty that that was Elliot using this guy to be nasty when we're seeing, and I've been suspecting this all along because I've rewatched the series many times where we may be looking at Rami Malek, but, or Christian Slater, but they're playing either or like the, the character that is known as the entity of Elliot is both of those people. When we don't, we always just see Rami Malek. If that makes any sense. So there's been a couple of times, I think, in scenes with Krista, in other scenes, like when he confronts What's-His-Head on the sidewalk, you know, her lover, he's Mr. Robot. So I don't think Elliot is always the nice guy in the scenario. Am I bungling? How am I, I'm bungling no, the way no, I'm trying I, to say I it. I see what you're saying. That I understand what you're saying. That's yeah. why this is a type of show that you cannot be distracted you have to really be paying attention put the captions on because you there's a lot of times when i'm replaying it i have to look away and just listen to how how rami if if we're seeing elliot on the screen but you might feel like he is portraying mr robot if you just listen to the way he's saying the things you can see it without looking at your screen you know what i mean yeah yeah Yeah. i I agree with you lisa I, i agree that sometimes uh just like when they were going through the um through the grand Oh, my God. The, the train station. Grand Central Station, yeah. 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 It's like these are the – and this has been going on the entire time. Like when he's sitting there going, oh, I don't know. Maybe all of our heroes are counterfeit. Like in the pilot, that's Mr. Robot talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the, it's because this is the same guy. So you see him switch over, and he's not always the bad guy, Mr. Robot, because he's like – Oh, yeah. He's actually gentle with Darlene and yeah. trying to be cool with her. So, and then the duality, obviously, the obvious duality between our villain and our anti-hero, whatever Elliot and Robot are, is that there's a duality in Jang as well. When Elliot is referring to White Rose, he calls her Chi and her. And then when she's referring to Zhi Zhang, she calls him, him, him. And I find that yeah. interesting that he switches those pronouns. And White Rose and Jang have both talked to Price. And it hasn't even, it doesn't even phase him. When he's talking to White Rose after Angela gets popped on his front lawn, this must be a nice ass neighborhood with big gates. Anyway, um, silencers. My neighborhood, they just call the popo, man. They call the popo on you if you park in front of their house. Anyway, <laughs> so. Like he, I don't even have a backyard the size. Of swear to God. So Haggis is like, I can poop everywhere. So be gone for days. When he's talking, <laughs> when he's talking to White Rose in the beginning, she's got the White Rose voice on, and he's not surprised. He's talked to White Rose before when she's putting on her uh, her earrings and she's talking to lover assistant, and then she can be, he can be Zhang in the room like mar-a-lago and they're meeting in turkey and all this kind of stuff so i found the interesting here's here's a sorry here's a stupid question for me so is does literally anyone on the show know that these are the same people what i'm saying is i think price does i think price may be the only one who does who thinks that 
they're the same person. Yeah, who has interacted. Okay, he's it's, talking it's to hard, White Rose on the phone. Know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard for me to to pick out if people can actually if people actually know that these are the same people or if that's the whole thing of White Rose. It's an illusion. I mean, that could be. Well, that. I know maybe it's an auditorial. Maybe it for who has never seen White Rose and Price nose to nose. We've seen Jang and Price. So maybe we're hearing White Rose's voice, and it could be Zhang. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've also never seen Elliot and Zhang together, right? No. It's only been Elliot and White Rose. So there's something about duality that we're playing with here that's also obvious in front of us, too. So do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, is Price the only one who knows her for who she is? Well, I I know. I remember Cannavale's character did. Of course. Yeah. But I don't even know... If people on who else on the in the dark army knows, well, like, Grant, 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 he would have known. Yeah. Does Leon know? I think Leon knows. Yeah. I don't know, girl. I'm just here smoking these yeah. trees. <laughs> but uh, that's a good point that you're saying. It's like you know. Okay, I don't know. Um, I have to say, my my favorite this season is Ashley Atkinson as Janice as Dom's new handler. I love her already. She's chilling. She's a taxidermist. Like, what? And she just <laughs> seems like she would actually do that to Trudy. I won't say what she said she was going to do to Trudy. I'm like, oh, my God. I love me an ironic, evil person. She looks yes. like someone you're just, like, best friends with at work. She's, like, your bestie. You hang with them. Like, they got your back. No, this bitch will cut you yeah. up and stuff things up your cooter holes. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even, like, the whole dinner scene, I didn't even put it together until the very end when they're outside. And I was like, oh, that was such a good twist. I knew that, I knew uh, by messing around with some of my Reddit peeps, they had identified her as possibly Dom's handler. And when you were reaching out to me, Angie, and going, who is this person? I was like, oh, I'm not going to ruin this for you. But we had figured out it was probably the new Bobby Cannavale character. But the way they revealed her was so fucking clever because she got up in her house. Yeah. Yeah. Working the bake sale with Trudy. Oh, my God. Just sitting at the table drinking out of Trudy's like Christmas, you know, wine glasses. Like, not only. You know, they had to bring they had to bring Trudy in so you could see her and love her for who she is. And yeah, it was chilling. I was like, oh, they got you. They got you. Yeah. Um, and then, what was another thing I was going to ask you guys about? Um, is there anything we want to talk about before we get up to the scene where Sam Esmail shows up and does 30 takes saying one line? Before we get to that part. <laughs> Besides the fact, I would just want to comment on the fact that the Dark Army, again, I don't, where are y'all getting these people? Like the dude who was at the John Garson building who's eating fruity pebbles and listening to don't worry, be happy. Yeah. The weird dude speaking. Like what's the vetting process? What is it? (laughs) Do you know what's weird? It's like, those are almost like, like Jarmushian characters. They are Jarmushian. They're very much like Jim Jarmusch's uh, folks. But see, and again, I'm thinking, okay, fruity pebbles guy. And then his Samoan, Maoran, whatever that guy was speaking. Yeah. I don't know. Like, are they E-Corp people? They don't feel like they're Dark Army. First of all, they ain't Asian. But not all Dark Army people are Asian. Bobby Cannavale. It's weird because you don't get the impression that the Dark Army just showed up and be like, we're, we're going to do this thing and you're not going to do anything or we'll kill you. Because they're like, if, if that was the case, then the guy wouldn't be eating Fruity Pebbles and playing Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yeah, He'd I feel like it's a building like, its own. But by- like now he's, yeah, he's just like, there and See, he's like yeah this is normal business here's how i tracked it freddie lomax had a as dumb as a stump as he was he had a uh, an emergency phrase to invoke yeah. and he distress said single signal. this distress signal is john garson john garson isn't real uh elliot tracks him to the apartment and it's the whole he said have you ever noticed mr robot says have you ever noticed this is the quietest building in new york which I'm already immediately going, Faraday cage, this is locked off, blah, blah, blah. Then these guys, the don't worry, be happy, like Sam was going, look at these guys, look at these guys, look at these guys, fruity pebbles, all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We're concentrating on them. And I'm like, what do you want me to look at, Sam? Are yeah. they e are they dark army? Are they double dipping? 
are they a red herring to make us concentrate on this? Maybe. And something it's else weird is happening. Because, like, they also had Elliot said that thing. Well, like, people are already forgetting about Five Nine, and I don't blame them and all this stuff. So I don't know if this is meant to be a really weird forced thing about like all of this stuff is still actually happening, but people will do anything to ignore it. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. I was just confused. It's probably an obvious thing. I was just confused who owned the building and, and the fact that he was, they were sent there so he could get grabbed. I don't know, warned, but we know where he ends up. So he is, he's back at his house and, um, you've got, Elliot being held down by the men who drug him out of the building. So they, they take the time to take him all the way to his own home. Okay. Yeah. You have an entire building that you own for whomever owns it. And you got to take this fool back to his shitty apartment. Oh, I guess you want to find, he wants to be found at home. You're taking him back to the, Oh, I'm stupid. I got that. Okay. Just caught up yeah. with myself. I'm not very bright oh, sometimes. Yeah. Okay. So Make he look like a drug overdose. Right. So then we have Sam Ismail in his little tiny shitty kitchen, like preparing his heroin. I wonder how many times they had to look that up. Did they just look up at a YouTube video? Did they bring in an expert? <laughs> it's just an expert. The Oscar winner probably brought in like four heroin addicts and go, okay, everybody <laughs> shoot up and show us how it's done. <laughs> okay. And this one guy has got to OD because I want to replicate it exactly. So, so Sam's over there. He's put himself, this is his cameo in the episode and he's shooting him up and I am not an expert on heroin, but that seemed like a lot. That felt like overkill. I feel like, I feel like just a little bit of that would make just, you OD, yeah. but bitch just went like half the syringe. Again, not a heroin expert, but it was a lot, right? I mean, well, can I just put put this out there the last time we saw someone shoot up Elliot with heroin it was all a dream that's right yeah. see as, as Mel said everything that happens in the show is in that one fever dream where he's kicking the drugs in the hotel so we thought the shooting up scene had to do with say Shayla because the girl makes out with him and blah 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 and that, ver- that girl could have very well represented Shayla but this heroin thing, I was like, what? What's up? And it did make me go. Is this real? Is this back to that dream sequence? I feel like he really was shot up. I'm not going along with Reddit or anyone else who's saying this is Jacob's ladder and he ODs in the entire series has been a dream. I mean, people got pissed at that shit when they tried to do that on St. Elmo's Fire or St. Elsewhere back in the 90s. That fool, Sam knows he's going to have to, like, go into hiding if he does some shit like that. So I don't feel like that's what it is. But I feel like there's that fever dream was hearkening this moment. I'm right with you on that, NG. Totally. Okay, so homeboy gets shot up by Sam, whom I, that's, I think we found out the story was that Sam thought he was just going to roll up and say goodbye, friend. And show us that he is God. I created you, Rami Malek and Elliot Alderson, and I will murder you myself. And he can't get it done. So Rami's directing him. Apparently he was blinking too much. <laughs> so it, but 30 takes later, Sam finally gets to say goodbye, friend. Uh, he was a blinky son of a bitch, though. Um, so we get this done. And now we have Elliot writhing in the floor, twitching about, you know, as an Oscar winner does. And... Um, <laughs> And, and bitch has got a landline too bitch has got a landline you know because hackers have landlines i was like okay cool and then he looks over and he sees magda and edward and little elliot and they have this conversation now magda standing there smoking with her hand in her casual pants and her heels she looked cute by the way and and he's fucking dying right and he and magda says he got too reckless. Your job was to control him. Edward says, my job was to protect him. Magda, your job was to protect all of us. Little Elliot, what's going to happen? Magda, the inevitable. We're all going to go away. I just didn't think it was going to be like this. Now, No Exit by John Paul Sartre, the book that Elliot pulls off of the shelf in the John Garson fake apartment is about, it's an existential play of three people who are stuck in a locked room. It's their own personal hell. That's where you get the phrase by John Paul Sartre, hell is other people. So, 
what is this conversation about? Of all the what the fuckity fuck that's happened to Mr. Robot, I'm like over here trying to work on these other puzzles from yeah. years back. <laughs> going, do what now? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> can you help me? What the fuck was that? Uh, I mean, I just uh, just thought it was another sort of meta thing that he was doing that uh, the last season it's not going to go out the way we expected it. <clears throat> I almost expected to see uh, Angela there. That would have been really interesting in his seemingly final moments for her. I mean, like, just to get her in more scenes uh, <laughs> uh, to come in and, and say something. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in terms of the, the whole thing, I'm not sure. Well, what's interesting is that Magda physically is not dead. Right. Yeah. She is, is in his mind is because she cannot communicate or respond. Is is she just dead to him, or is this is this his way of keeping her alive, in his memory, forever? What? There's a picture on his mantle. He doesn't have any other personal pictures. He has that strange tile art above his uh, sofa, that I feel like Shayla made. I don't know, but um, he has this one Polaroid of the three of them. Sometimes uh, his sister's been in the picture and sometimes she hasn't. On the flashback, she's in it. There, and then the Christmas right, card right. promotion for the show is all for the Aldersons. Again, we talked about this being all about the Aldersons. What is this scene about? I'm like, your job was to protect all of us. From whom? Yeah. Was she saying it just kind of in a in a matter of of like, you know he was the father and supposed to keep them together as a family possibly and is that what you know Elliot is longing for having that family dynamic and having his mom and dad and possibly it's all or gone Edward made a deal with E Corp I mean with uh yeah with E Corp or whomever his overlords were and he made a deal that I'll change I'll trade my technology and my service if you protect my family. And he ends up getting sick because of it. And no one can forgive him for the moment that he goes away. It simply could be rage about you left us all. I mean, that's, isn't that why he forged Mr. Robot in the first place? He created this macho version of his father, this a, a child's version of a toxic man to be his father. When the, red, the real Edward Alderson was a gentle, sweet, kind man who couldn't deal and cancer came and got him and for whatever reason it was just far advanced i don't know but there's something hinging in that story that if sam doesn't explain it to me and i think he's going to explain it to me because god i will find you bitch i will find you <laughs> watch out sam she's yeah. coming for you find you well, in your house it's like you know this is supposed to be the beginning of everything is supposed to be explained and then like in the first episode now you have some more I'm questions like, what the I'm hell like, what are you supposed to be <laughs> explaining it <laughs> We deserve answers in two years. <laughs> Just a cracker of more confusion. <laughs> now, cut back to our Oscar winner. He squeezes out a real tear while he's watching the scene go down. Because yeah. you know, Rami just said, get the glycerin away. I have a, <laughs> I have a BAFTA. I could do this. I could do this. <laughs> he squeezes out a tear. Watch me act. And then he flashes to all of the other episodes. <laughs> There's nothing outside of Mr. Robot. Just flashes on all the other seasons. And we see, this is where the theories abound, but it's Jacob's Ladder. And I just, I, f I don't feel like this guy would do that to us. Um, I've never heard of that. Can you explain that? Jacob's Ladder is, it's basically, if you go farther back than Jacob's Ladder, it's a uh, incident at Woody Owl Creek where a Civil War soldier is standing on a bridge and he's about to be hung and he he lives a life oh, in um, front of us. Uh, that's a... Uh, what is it? Um, Rod Serling. Twilight Zone. Yeah, that, yeah, but initially the way, way original, right? Oh, way, way back. Was written, I don't know the year, but the very first incarnation of the story was a Civil War soldier who who lives an entire life in the book and it's really just the moments between the first page and the last before his neck is snapped. He's been standing on the bridge maybe three minutes. So mm. 
that kind of thing is in Jacob's ladder. He lives this entire elaborate life with his family and his children and a daughter. And then we go back to a moment where he actually died and he imagined this entire life while he was passing away, which is based on some near death experiences where people talk about uh, reliving their entire life and also flashing forward and imagining a life into the future. Rarer, but it has occurred. It's fed a lot of tropes. Well, I mean, that could that could also have been that explanation of why is he seeing the, the three people there? Because every single one of them, you know, he there there's an issue like you're supposed to protect us. He feels like he needs to protect his 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 crew. They're all dead. So all these like synapses firing. I mean, you could explain it as that, but that's not the explanation. They're, they do it for a reason. Right. But, you know. Why did he do that? Why, why did you do that? Then, yeah. post-credits, there were no credits because it was just all un- uninterrupted last night. Then, Philip Price walks back in with Sam and the gang, and they Narcan um, uh, Elliot back to life, right? And I think that's to let him know, bitch, I can kill you anytime I want. This is what your death would look like. You already have a drug problem. You've already got anger management issues. You've been to fucking prison, so just letting you know, if you don't play ball, I can put your ass right back where I found you, right? Yeah. So he comes back in and says, you know, uh, what does he say? Welcome back, Mr. Anderson. So there's goodbye, friend. So why does this guy know that? Is there something about that? Is that I'm taking that beyond just Sam being cheeky and saying goodbye, friend. Why does he know that Elliot calls the person he's talking to friend? Who is that? <laughs> and then Price comes back in and goes, yeah, before you guys ponder that, welcome back, Mr. Alderson. And I took this all to mean, this entire setup of this episode to mean that on his own, he just, he's out of, he's out of moves. And Price has lost and Elliot has lost. They've lost the same person that they both love. And I see Price going, before I get up out of here, before I get killed, I'm going to get together with this kid. We ain't got nothing to lose. And we're going to pull together the full force. You know, you're the hacker. I got the money. I got the players. I'm the second uh, most powerful person in the room. Let's get busy and fuck White Rose up. I mean, that's how I interpreted it unless there was another interpretation of that. No, that's exactly it. Yeah. Me too. Beautifully set up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what happens moving forward. Like, I I like White Rose because, like, I really appreciate how she's had to scramble but also bitch don't call yeah she's got to go down like you, know. you don't leave like you don't give notice you just you know you put a glock to your temple i'm like girl seriously who hurt you um well here's the thing about sure. white rose and not to relate everything back to game of thrones but i'm trying not to fall into the cersei trap and expecting a big big exit for white rose and i don't necessarily think it means a death for her either so just putting that out there i do feel like white rose is going to get popped i don't think she's going to get like cruelly cut to pieces or anything like that but i do feel like she is going to get hers in the end i feel like this is goodbye for her oh i don't know do you think they'll they'll enroll the taxidermist on the the side and use her against White Rose? Possibly. And then we'll just cut to the taxidermist home after it's over. And then there's White Rose just standing in the living room. Just... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> With one of those, <laughs> one of one of the gowns on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With her beep, go- her watch going off every four minutes. Whew. Dark. Uh, it's dark in here, that y'all. Can, my mind really, is dark. I can see. Yeah, I can literally see the show ending as... She's dead, and then the screen goes black, and then we hear the watch beep again. Yes. I could see that happening. That's probably it. So I don't know. I don't think it's going to be as simple as we think. Here's what we think the machine is, a bunch of us on Reddit. We've been saying this for a minute, and I say we. There's four of us who get together on Reddit, You know, a bunch of who don't, go, don't talk on the main anymore because people act like uh, it's Tumblr on there. Get the fuck off of Reddit. You're tumbling. Anyway. So a bunch of us have gotten in a small room and like we talk about the show and we it was floated out in season two because we got to look. uh, No, season three, we got to really seriously talking about uh, the Hadron Collider that she's building and now she's shipping it to the Congo because you can pull a lot more power on the grid. There's no authority there. Uh, 
to impede you from doing this. This is why also we're seeing these blackouts, I believe, around New York. It's not because 5-9 happened. It's because it's kind of a lawless time. And she's using this to fire the Hadron Collider, which takes a huge amount of energy to fire. So one of the theories, and somebody put it out there again today, I sent you guys the succinct version of it, is that possibly what White Rose is going for is transhumanism. It's not time travel. It's basically downloading tech, uh, yourself into tech, and you would need a huge machine to store all of the data that just one brain would, um, would, that represents the human brain. Because when they tried to map it and all of the scientific studies and all of the work that's been done so far, it would take a massive machine to hold just a simple brain. It mm. wouldn't be, and I don't think she's doing this for other people. I don't think she's going to bring Angela's mother back. I think White Rose is doing this all for herself. For herself. She's mm -hmm. not going to share this with the world. She's not being altruistic. If she were, she would be siphoning millions and millions of you know, dollars into research to make that happen. I think she's doing this for a very selfish reason. Something that she lost, that her grief goes deep, 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 and she's doing all of this to to put herself into this machine. That's been floated out there a lot. I wonder what you guys think of that theory. Mm. I could see it happening that way. And we're definitely going to get um, a backstory, more of a backstory on White Rose this season. So it'll be interesting to see how, what is triggering her to take all of these actions and creating this machine. I just think Sam thinks more in the line with technology than he does than time machines because when we go if you go back to that conversation in season three when trenton the little boy trenton's brother we know his nickname is probably trenton or he was born in trenton muhammad and elliot go to see back to the future on its anniversary date right october 21st and you have all those people standing in line having that conversation about what i think is the plot of mr robot we're sort of saying it's the plot of Back to the Future, but there's a couple of key things in there that are said that, that told me that it isn't about time travel at all. It's, it's literally about going back into moments. But yeah. again, it's so shielded and so wrapped in Sam Ismailism that I was like, it, it has to be something along the lines of a transhuman technology, which isn't a time machine. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. But the theory would be in transhumanism is that you could fire the brain in a way that you could go back in time to your birth and also project into the future. So I, th I'm, I think that might could be a play. I don't know. We'll see. Do you guys have any random thoughts? Oh, by the way, so when Ron, Rami, when Elliot's sitting there, you know, sitting there, laying there, uh, overdosing, What's up with the pizza box on top of the microwave? Is it's it been still there, there since season one. I didn't even notice it. He just threw it up there. It's just been sitting there this entire time. It makes me crazy. Oh, wow. I think it's just that <laughs> production design goes, it's always here. We're going to put it here every year. Someone, I hope someone addresses it in some of the uh, season BTS stuff. Please. Let us know. That's the question. If I ever had a question... For Sam Ismail, <laughs> it's never going to be, is it Hadron Collider? Is it transhumanism? And I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to be like, bro, What's pizza up? box on top of the microwave. What's up? What's up with the pizza <laughs> box, dude? We're set deck. <laughs> Fly on a plane, go to New York, get a hotel, get a cab, go to the thing, stand in line, <laughs> get inside, wait for my turn, listen to the panel. <laughs> bro, what's up? The pizza box. I have no idea. It just it makes me crazy. I don't know why it makes me crazy. Anything else you guys noticed or saw or dug out? Nothing that comes uh, to mind. I'm going to have to rewatch it again and clock that assistant. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, the cu cute uh, thing was that the actress and Grant Chang, who played a lover assistant from last season, 
they were hanging together at least for a picture on Instagram. I thought that was cute. There's a little handoff there. So I was like, aw. Oh, that's what that was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's her. So I just want to know her backstory. She was the chick probably in Beijing and Kill Bill with the she flying said, It mace. says she was in an episode of The Nick. Oh, yeah? Back in 2014. Yeah. I loved that show. Talk about a show that just went, just, we're out. I was like, what is happening? It's a great show if you ever want to see something fun. And then they teased the next uh, Sam Ismail joint. Um, what's it called? Briar, 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 Patch. Briar Patch. Briar Patch. They're saying it's the next Mr. Robot. Oh. And maybe they'll have a, a really good use for Kim Dickens. Kim Dickens, when she's used for good, is very formidable. Yeah. And a great actress. And it felt very, it had the colors of and reminded me of robot-y things. Is that based off of a true story? Is it? Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about Briar Patch. That'll be the next show I'm getting obsessed about. On USA? On USA. That network. Spending all their money on the, I love the that sh- the, one the show. episode ended and then they were, all right, back to Law and Order. <laughs> right? Yeah. Y'all, I have to tell you, I have never really watched Law and Order, but I just had it on on the second TV while I was playing like Fallout, waiting for this stuff to happen because I was just like, damn, this is taking too long to get here on the West Coast. Y'all had already seen it at seven. And we got to wait like three hours later, right? And you just don't even dare go on social media because people just blurting and shit. So I'm like, I, I was afraid to say anything, right? I didn't want to text you, well, you know, I get on a plane, fly to West Virginia, but um, <laughs> but like I was just like, people watch this show. Now I'm not trying to shit on Law and <laughs> Order. It's not my purpose, but really, like, no, it's been this show's been on forever. Y'all accept these, y'all accept these basic ass plots. <laughs> what the? F- and then y'all running that right up to the doors of Mr. Robot. Like somebody like will come in the room and goes, it's you. He had ginger hair. He was drinking out of that cup and he shot her from 15 feet away. And we're 20 <laughs> minutes into the episode. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? One time they did a mar- an all day marathon of all of um, B.D. Wong's best moments. So it was like all day episodes of B.D. Wong oh on my God. See, I'd watch that. And here's yeah. the thing. And everybody I know has been on that show. I've known so many people personally who have been on Law & Order. It's like a prerequisite for working here. Like they just, they have a lot of content to make, you know. And I follow Mariska and I'm, I'm just like, I love her. You know, Ice T used to know that dude. I was just like, this is, oh, this is where y'all go to work at. What's this show about? What's happening? Like, literally, they solve it in half an hour. They know who the motherfucker is. I'm like, who's watching this show and satisfied with it? I didn't get it, y'all. I'm sorry. Don't get mad I try at me. To look up, I try to look up how many episodes there have been, and I can't find a number that's recent. But as of 2015, there's 1,052 episodes, which, real quick, non-secular, is nothing close to the 6,000 episodes of Judge Judy. Oh, that's true. Just random facts that I know. <laughs> but see, I believe in Judge Judy's uh, getting <laughs> to the bottom of it. You know, she can sort your bacon out and it's done, right? But they just... Mm-hmm. Am I missing something? Y'all, please explain law and or- the appeal of law and order to me. I need to know. Well, do you know what they do? Is They just they take, they take storylines just out of the news. From the headline, yeah, yeah. they're ripped from they the headline. They do? Yeah, because it's like, yeah. like this la- the last one that we saw, it was like, it was totally a Kavanaugh reference. That's right. And they even made a Kavanaugh reference. But the show looked like they made it in 1992. Yeah, Is there not production yeah. value over there? Oh, well, it's just, you know, it's like soap, I mean, soap it's, operas. They're all the same. It's like the same value. Okay, so let value. me get this straight. So maybe this is the appeal. So it comes from the headlines, and we know it already happened, so they can, like, take all the years of pain and exasperation and... And, and cold dead ends and thwarting and appeals and stuff, and they just sh- shove it into 45-minute segments. Or, or they, take, they, they take the premise of what happened and they create their own ending. Right, right. Oh! Like there was, they did an episode on the Menendez brothers, uh, some storyline about the Menendez brothers. Yeah. Uh, they did, you know, all those episodes, all the storylines of kids being caged up. They do all of that. They do? Well, I yeah. love that there's a real, very real possibility that a writer accidentally used an article from The Onion 
So that's the only thing keeping me going. <laughs> oh well, I'm, I'm waiting for Rami Malek to be a guest star because I feel like you know you've peaked in I'm your not. career <laughs> if you were a guest star. Oh, there have been a lot, a lot of. But I mean, um, I know that. Big- I mean, like a, like a Norman Reedus, a lot of people on your way up, you're asked to be on that show a lot. I'm surprised that he hasn't been on the show because that's kind of like part of they run you out there. Probably uh, they wanted him to play a terrorist and he was like, no, bitch, I just played three <laughs> terrorists this year. Fuck off. Yeah. I was just on 24 as a terrorist. Nah, he might have done that. I don't know. Well, unless we're oh. going to talk about anything else, I, I feel like we should go rest up. Eat our Wheaties and get ready for the next 12 episodes of this show because I can't wait. I'm going to get some fruity pebbles in me. Uh, I'll just say I'll just say one last thing about this this season. If Tyrell and Rami do not kiss, then I am going to start a petition <laughs> and make them redo the entire season. Are you are you being a, a last season Game of Throner right now? <laughs> was it that obvious <laughs> I'm gonna flip a table I just think that they should probably just in post credits the last episode just be like <laughs> nom nomming on each other's face just for no, it doesn't have That's anything to do me. with the plot just both of them in <laughs> the hoodie and in the suit and they're in Elliot's crappy apartment on his damn bed on the floor cause bitch ain't got a frame all this time and they're just making it out and they just nom nom for a good minute just give it all to y'all so you can get all the screen caps for the fan fiction and then they just pop back on the bed and then it's just like directed by Sam Esmail <laughs> I, I cannot with that bed any bed that has that is just a mattress big massive red flag get out of that apartment seriously he comes off a little <laughs> rapey with that apartment you know what I mean it's very perfunctory. Yeah. I mean, I know New York apartments. Look, it's just, you know, you get little tiny cramped places, but I feel like Elliot's kind of dirty. It's the perfect setup for Law & Order, the finale of SVU season 55. <laughs> it's the perfect. The set's already there. <gasps> I'm going to say this, though, about the apartment. I feel like, I don't know why I feel this way, but I feel like Elliot owns the building. And that Zero Mostel, Josh Mostel's the one who's the super. And I feel like he manages for him. But I feel like he lives in the building that he owns. And I think he bought it uh, and reluctantly. He was given money from his dad. He picked the shittiest part of town out of guilt to live in. Also, it's a hide in plain sight kind of thing for a hacker. I just, I'm always going to believe that he owns that building. That's just me. That's just what I think. I'm just going to live on in my world. Dun, dun. Is that what that sound, Law and Order? <laughs> yeah, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys uh, back here next week. If you guys have any theories you want to share with us, please do on any number of our platforms. Ashland Podcast. We're on Twitter that way, Facebook that way, Instagram that way. But go to our site to listen to our podcast in the future. You don't have to get anything. You can, you can have iTunes and all that stuff that you want to listen to your podcast on. That's fine. We're there as well. But go to ashlandsisters.com. That's where our podcast is. We are going to phase out the ashlandpodcast.com uh, site soon. Cause F those people who I'm hosting the site with. Bouncing on y'all bitches. And uh, we're going to be at ashlandsisters.com from here on out. We're there right now. We're there going forward. So please come and see us there. Any other plugs we have, guys? Uh, No, I think that's it. All right. Eat your fruity pebbles. And we'll see you next week. And just know that I love y'all. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>